0: So, good morning everyone. <clears throat> um, this morning I'd like to offer some thoughts on the practice or practicing with Vedana, feeling tone, as we proceed through the foundations of mindfulness with you these over these days. And... Um, I've been wondering how are you? <laughs> it's, it's um and I'm wondering now how how are you? And um how are you feeling as we sit here together with the rain going outside? Mm. Mm, So, yeah, I invite you if you wish just to let this time be a time of opening to how you're feeling moment to moment. And this word has a number of different connotations and meanings for us. I think it points to... This very basic, you could say fact or element or aspect of sentience, right? being a sentient being, you know that we feel we feel. We are affected you know, by Myriad factors, so while this may be you know part of you know the wonder and the richness of human experiencing nice part of I think what's been really. Arising for me as I've been reflecting on this theme and the challenge and the uh, invitation, you know, to find the courage to feel and to know that and to understand and. What would that bring to our life? Uh, What does it bring? When we can have the steadiness and the clarity to feel. I know whether it's unpleasant or pleasant or somewhere in between or we're not sure. To be um, strengthening this capacity to to be present with our you know, with our life with um, all that that brings and in the Buddha's teachings on Vaidana there's also this sense that we can begin to understand and, and, and experience for ourselves that there can be a, a relationship with that, an understanding of that, which really helps the suffering to reduce. Right. And so having that sense of both the, yeah, the 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 capacity of feeling to to uh, open us to the richness of of our life and also be a place of real liberation of real freedom and so with all of these um, mindfulness trainings we can take up a theme like this for a period of time or weave it into our other practice or our day and let it be uh, both a way of yeah, expanding, perhaps uh, increasing a sense of a comprehensiveness of our Capacity to to be with the fullness of of of, of experience, um, and also that through these contemplations, through this this stationing of awareness in particular areas and the way that the mind can actually stay with and steady with that that, that wisdom that knowing that understanding that insight that comes you know, in so many different so many different ways and very very powerful so um just want to mention a few uh, sort of maybe approaches this uh, practicing of this, and perhaps the first thing is really sort of what I've already been um, kind of pointing to is a sense of kind of a wise view of of this of this being this this experiences changing these changing textures of pleasure and pain and somewhere in between is universal. it's 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 part of the package (laughs) you know I think and this sounds so obvious and yeah (laughs) but but what you know it feels to me like sort of on another deeper level we're just I don't know about you, and and it can feel like we're just in a sort of continual battle with, you know, secret battle almost. But but we really, really, really just want the pleasant. Actually, really. (laughs) If you're really honest. (laughs) And the unpleasant can feel like such an insult. Or, you know, what do we make that mean? We're getting it wrong, you know, if we if if, if our meditation was going really well, you know, it wouldn't be feeling this unpleasant sensation or mind state or... Isn't that, that's so... This is such a, this is part of ignorance, isn't it? You know, the sense of self that wants, you know, wants it all to be, you know, how it wants it to be. And there's something about a kind of descent into yeah and yes it's, it feels to me that then the ways we can skillfully relate to that you know, and helpfully relate to that in terms of nourishing you know, kind of helpful states and calm and all of that it really it really depends partly on this kind of sense of... Oh, it, you know, this is how it is. This is part of having been born. <laughs> and then, and then to, I have a sense that that needs a lot of repetition. <laughs> it's like, hmm And that, in a sense, you know, it's the simplicity of of the the... Instructions on this, I think, sort of belie a sense of how you know, being able to um, bring that sense of compassion in a way, that sense of we're all, you know, we're all in this feeling, think you say, kind of, I don't know, sort of an ocean of feeling, and there's all these individual sentient beings that it's, do you see, it? it's like that perspective. You know, and it's me and my pain, or it's me and my delight, or it's me and my boredom, or whatever. But when it's something that we're sort of somehow really can see that it's part of uh, life, that's it's not that a different different approach. That's just one thought of just practicing in a way with that, bringing that wise, compassionate kind of kind of view you know, both to our own and, and others' um, experience. So in the Satipatthana Sutta, you, probably many of you know, you know, the, the, the first, there's sort of, to me, two tiers of instruction this. One is this very bare, simple, just know, I feel pleasure. Right. It says, doesn't it? It's, it's the words. I think it's so interesting. It's just, it's like part of the movement of wisdom is to really, yeah, you know, it's, I'm feeling, it. it it's maybe part of what undermines that sense of um, pushing away or dissociating or something like that. And just to know as you sit or you walk or you're doing a work period or during a meal, you know, you might, it's like I was doing some walking meditation in the teacher wing, and it was really just the simplicity of that using the feet as the anchor and then just kind of opening up, saying, Okay, fade you know, just noticing. So, um, yeah, just to so much, so in a way, very, very staying that, that simple, so pleasant, you know, and, and, and pretty quickly, you know, it's, it can get pretty subtle you start noticing what you're not noticing like after a while I realised I hadn't really been noticing that I was walking from the this kind of carpet you know onto a big coloured carpet and I was like oh that's interesting just again that maybe that area is not particularly pleasant not particularly painful so you just hadn't noticed it but just staying with that for a while it's like and, 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 and life starts to you know, it's sort of open up and again this richness and noticing the different shadows on the wall. You know how that is and and how I, I began, you know, and, and subtle things of walking past the doorways and the light. You know, the sun was shining and it's like that kind of... Mm. <laughs> again, very... You know, it's mm kind of been like a plant or something, isn't it? Very natural, very just part of our sort of you know like animal organism or something and just noticing oh light you know and then so so much just and again not even having to do anything about that again you know the 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 simplicity because i think isn't it part of the another key aspect of practicing veden is we look at our reactions like that you see our reactions and again, it, it doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't, it's just, again, noticing like that thing with the light. Like, mm. <laughs> just, don't have to fix it. Don't have to judge it. Don't have to explain it well, you know. And, you know... It, 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 you know then there's perhaps a place for reflection on conditioning which i, I do think is really helpful we'll come to that in a little bit later but just honoring in a way that the simplicity of that noticing of the resistance you know the unpleasant sensation in the body or whatever it is you know sight sound smell taste touch mental you No know, thoughts isn't that a really sticky area now I was thinking as well, it's really helpful for us to identify perhaps areas of our experience or our day. And we're, we're, we're sort of, okay, not too reactive, you know, when we're sitting or when we walk in, but just go through the walk, work period and you're like, don't you <laughs> things start happening. <laughs> or, yeah, wherever it is, or you start to realize, you know, you, is you leaving soon? Or some thought of something unresolved at home, and it's like, and and uh, so so again starting to notice the the reactivities, that sense of clinging or aversion or and being really allowing, accept just seeing, saying, Okay. Oh. Feeling that contraction in the body sometimes very, very subtle that actually, again, if we're not conscious of it, there's slight contractions in our mind and registering our body somewhere, and then subtly that is where the suffering is being built, it's being kind of just slightly below the level of awareness. You know, it's like there's nothing obvious out there, well, I'm not annoyed about the sound or the sight, but there's some little bit inside that's tightened up, and then we're, eh, 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 you know, wrapping against that. And we go and we look, we come close to that, and we say, oh, whew. <laughs> So even before you, then you start getting clever and saying, well, I can relax that bit. And that is really helpful, but you see, it's like, oh, yeah. Oh, that's what's happening. Oh. So this really part of this is so much, I think, about this sort of ongoing process of really trusting awareness because we don't i think a lot of the time <laughs> it's like we're aware so that we can get clever and fix and get clever and do this and tweak and we, we don't really trust you know and maybe on the level of feeling there's something that can be quite instinctual it's almost brainstorming animal uh, Biological, so you say, got to be, you know, you've got to be aware, you've got to react, and you know, it's like, which is all, you know, at that level, something again to kind of notice and acknowledge. See, so, yeah, the animal organism is, you know, <laughs> and there's some practical, you know, value to that as well. When we're ill, or there's a threat, but the problem is, isn't it, that it's become a kind of psychological prison. Our life is just dominated sometimes, isn't it? By not wanting unpleasantness because we can't bear our reaction to it. It's like, oh. no, stuff. And just seeing that, well, we can't bear even to open to the pleasant because it's going to go. I can't bear the beauty of the world because it's, I'm going to lose it. Um, And that sense of being able to enter the world of feeling and we begin to leave or identify our agendas and our little loops of reactivity and begin to kind of, as we see those, we can in a way descend into um, a place where because the reactivity is less, the suffering is less. And also, you can probably see this that interest in actually having experience also fades. You know, so that as well as strengthening our capacity to sort of deal with life and, you know, be in the world where, it, you know, we also begin to see how um, quietness in the mind grows, how we, don't, we can actually relax that sort of compulsion to have experience. So this whole area of, if you like, eventlessness or, you know, hmm, you know, hmm, not much happening, or, oh, <laughs> begin to kind of grow an interest in that, a kind of almost tolerance of that, you know, in the sense of self that comes up, with, yeah, but I've got, to, I've got to have something to worry about, you know, and, uh, oh, I've got to go and get something pleasant, you know, come on. There's not so much, you know, it's their sort of material and sort of offering, and and I think on retreat is that sense of, of strengthening our sense of that, because then obviously as we, in the world, it's like then to be able to to remember that, stay connected with that in the, in the flood and flow of so much that beckons us to go here and do this and have that and become this it's so seductive and convincing and it's such a you know such a powerful kind of um, isn't there? kind of um, conditioning that's where it's coming at us in so many ways so knowing the the compassionate wise view having the simplicity with the knowing of the pleasant the unpleasant and the neither pleasant nor unpleasant and the wising up to our reactivities and seeing how suffering can you know really um, be substantially lessened you know it can happen in a moment i don't know if you have that experience where. Sometimes it means meeting with another person and just that kind of, oh, I just, just really the unpleasantness of the mind state. It's like, oh, and then suddenly somehow it's, it's workable. So I sometimes think of this Veda, even if we're not sort of doing it as a full-fledged practice, it can be like a short circuit, a sort of circuit breaker the suffering Here are you. just go to the go to the Vedana find it in the body like, well, that's all <sighs> right mm. and see if one can relax again the, the body relax the aversion to that and this spirit of allowing, spirit of can I open to this can I soften around this and I think this is so true with the pleasant Vedana as well, a sense of, of, of looking at our resistances there, because I think, isn't it true also that we don't just resist the unpleasant, <laughs> we can resist everything. <laughs> and so to be able to not, in a way, come to this with a really fresh mind, because we might, you know, who knows what we might discover. Um says so something about a spirit of openness and you No, know, well, who knows what Vedana we might experience if we just I don't know, you know. So skillful attention I found this really helpful. I found this that well, perhaps this is true with all our experience, you know, whether we're talking about body you know, mind, um, sights and sounds, and this. When we are, if you like, relating skillfully, bringing skillful attention to vedana, we are cultivating the awakening factors. So, so that's both an incentive, <laughs> but also it's kind of a check. Like, oh, so is mindfulness actually being strengthened? The investigation, the sense of. Interest and sort of energy a sense of rapture and pleasure because even if it's unpleasant there's a sense that there can be there can be that sort of rapture of pity arising just through the mind that's actually non aversive. Um, through the tranquility that can develop, the concentration. So so and, and the equanimity. So you can see equanimity maybe it's most obvious but just I find that a real inspiration and incentive to that actually the skillful attention and you can feel it, can't you, right in this moment very momentary it's like, oh. to, sort of or, to sort of orientate your sort of sense of how you're relating or seeing something and the unskillful attention is building hindrance my, hmm. you know, there's just more suffering, more kind of tension and more distress or there's more wanting, you know. Anyway, that's kind of pretty clear, I hope. So, um, this second, if you like, phase of sort of more investigative maybe sense of the, vein, the first being is very simple. Knowing I'm feeling pleasure, pleasure, feeling pain, etc. includes, doesn't it, a sense of being able to actually see the change. You know, it's this flux and flow. Feelings, just there's no, there's no um, fixed thing. You know, the same thing is pleasant in one moment, it's unpleasant the next moment. What's going on? that the, the Vedan is not inherent in the object. It's very, again, very powerful, very freeing, in a way very disturbing. You know, that willingness to kind of like, well then, where's our ground? How do we know anything about anything? How to orientate ourselves? And then we, again, we're sort of cultivating that trust in the ground of precept and wise intention and... Awareness, and so, so we loosen our grip on the need to you know, measure our life, on our success and failure, with pleasure and pain, and to see that our sense of ourself, our sense of the world is conditioned by patterns that we carry, you know, underlying tendencies that kind of bring about a sense of seeing things in a certain way, feeling things in a certain way. You know, There's very from very small to very like big things on a psychological level, or just that in very immediate sense, like I was noticing the hedge cutter and really was doing a Vedana and a reflection on that. So I think actually sometimes, you know, contemplating this and then we really, oh, I could see a whole range of how that was constructed. Oh, no, see, you know, violent machine destroying the, oh, dear, and, you know, the whole kind of propensure, proliferation, that just this bare sound of the... Mm, <laughs> So I I was playing, you can play, play with Edna. Then I was going to, is this okay? So I could see the unpleasantness was in the thought, not really the sound, the judgment, not the sound, not the sight. Okay, can I drop that and see the. It's almost like it became more neutral, more not pleasant or unpleasant, and it was like, yeah, but I ought to be out, I ought to be affronted. Come on, you know, it's not good. It's not alright. <laughs> And I think can I even see this as pleasant? Just a plan. I was like, um, mm. so hearing the sound, Like, well, mm, actually. Yeah. It's so like what's going on? And to see that that there doesn't have to be um That we are not, we, we don't have to remain prisoners of our conditioning. That's this, this possibility through um, seeing with wisdom, through this compassionate um, sense, through this clarity, through this willingness to, to really see freshly, through this willingness to... Um, relax our body, relax our need to be someone, need to um, construct a world through all of these ways, then Vedana can be truly a, a doorway to liberation, a doorway to the easing of suffering. And... A kind of wisdom, making the space perhaps for the wisdom of being able to actually able to respond from compassion rather than reactivity. But at the same time, again, I feel this is so important that we we have to include our reactivity. Is if we don't we're just creating division and tension, and separation and doesn't go anywhere, good. Can I mean, we it's this very radical shift of uh, a sense of inclusion, a sense of embracing, a sense of trusting the the work of, of awareness and wisdom to to heal and to to free us in, in, in a way without our having to make it happen. So, um, how are you feeling right now? open open to this I you know this life and I'd like to, to finish and um, this sharing of reflections with something I was reading earlier this morning and it, um, it it seemed to touch a sense of wanting also to communicate something of of this Invitation that practice is, so calling us into our heart, you know, into our into our heart, And to, to um, allow the, this great matter of pleasure and pain to be our friend and ally to actually be an ally and a support in our awakening, in the awakening of our compassion and wisdom. And also somehow in in opening us and increasing our capacity to be with and bear the wonder and the mystery and the beauty So, with this regard, I call on the help of Rumi, the great Sufi poet. So, this is Poem Zero Circle. Hmm. Helpless, dumbfounded, unable to say yes or no. Then a stretcher will come up from grace to gather us up. We are too dull eyed to see that beauty. If we say we can, we're lying. If we say no, we don't see it. That no will behead us and shut tight our window onto spirit. So let us rather not be sure of anything beside ourselves. And only that, so miraculous beings come running to help. Crazed, lying in a zero circle, mute, we shall be saying, finally, with tremendous eloquence, lead us. When we have totally surrendered to that beauty, we shall be our mighty kindness. So let's just sit quietly together for a few minutes. And it's May all beings be well, may all beings be happy, may all beings be free from suffering and live with ease and peace.